Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here, we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, man. Today, we're going to shift gears a little bit, talk about what to do when you lose your job. Kind of a little bit of a downer maybe, but hopefully it can be a little bit inspiring for you as we go through. So I want to talk about fear about money. So right now we're in uncertain times, right? Um, you know, right now, if you're listening to this later, we're in the middle of the whole coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, a lot of businesses are getting shut down. Uh, a lot of um, people are being really affected by this financially. A lot of people are losing their jobs. They're having to cut back hours. Uh, it's a hard time for a lot of people. Uh, even some of the, the most stable jobs are susceptible. So when this all first started, I was really feeling grateful that, you know, my work was not really being much affected. So right now I kind of split my time between doing the marriage coaching and then doing my work as a psychiatrist, which is what I graduated into and uh, started working for an amazing uh, guy, Jason Kellogg and Progeny Psychiatric Group. Highly recommend them. I'm so, it's one of my biggest blessings really to have be part of this group, have Jason as my boss, work with my partners, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Turner, uh, Dr. Sala, Dr. Tank Chin, all the other providers there, real blessing. But so what we do in that, in that work is work with a geriatric population. Uh, I have a psychiatric hospital I go to. I also go and uh, to different nursing homes. So you'd think, right, that would be one of the most stable jobs out there ever. Lots of people are getting old. Lots of people are getting dementia. They need someone to take care of them. But what happened was with this whole coronavirus thing, some of the facilities that I work for were affected and I couldn't go in and the, and the people that I would see there would leave. And the, the number of patients that I saw went down significantly. So my income got hit pretty hard. Like I'm anticipating it being, you know, half to a third of what it normally is. So that's scary. <laughs> That's scary. So, you know, I, I didn't think this was going to affect me, but it did. And so I've been really kind of working through this and trying to figure out, like, I'm using all the tools I'm trying to teach you guys here, the state fair model, right? Situation, thought, feeling, action, intention, result. So, so the situation is, right? The, the census of the number of patients I see is dropping. It's going to get cut like in half to a third. That's the situation. So, what are my thoughts about that? Lots of thoughts. Uh, I'm not going to make it. Um, I'm scared I'm going to lose my house. I'm scared I'm going to let my family down. I'm scared um, I'm never going to find another job. I'm scared that the work that I'm doing with marriage coaching um, isn't going to work. People aren't going to sign up, right? All these kind of thoughts are, are going on for me. But when it came down to it, probably the biggest fear that I had was I was going to lose the house that I'm in right now and I'm going to let my wife down. I'm going to fail my wife. So the feeling that brought for me was fear, sadness, you know, depression, feeling like a failure. The action that it took for me, what, what did it, so what do I do when I start feeling like that? Well, I don't really take much action, right? Or if I do, I'm out there being needy and graspy and trying to push people, right? So it's not a useful thought, really. What's my intention, you know, to avoid losing the house, to not let my wife down, to not be a failure. And the result ends up being like, I don't take the actions that are going to help me keep my house or, you know, not let my wife down. So that thought is not serving me. Um, 
And that's where I was at for a while. But at the end of this, I'm going to tell you where I'm at now and some thoughts that you can use that can be helpful for you too. This whole episode is about all of that, but uh, I'm going to tell you how that fear of really letting my wife down got solved for me, how we, how I went about that. So I want to talk about my thoughts about money and, and maybe you can relate to some of these because it really ties back to our beliefs about money. So I took a course, it's called 2K for 2K by Stacey Bayman, outstanding. If you're interested in becoming a, uh, a life coach, uh, she really teaches you how to go about that process of building up your business. I've really loved it. It's been very helpful. And it helped me think about uh, about money. So really my thoughts about money were some of things like this. First of all, don't spend it, save it, right? Keep it. It's hard to get. It's hard to make money. Once it's gone, it's gone. Having a big amount of money or a big number in my bank account, that meant security. Okay. And that was part of why I didn't want to share it or spend it. I just wanted to save it. I wanted to hoard it, right? And have it kind of collect. And that meant security for me. So really all of this operates from this scarcity mindset, right? There's a fixed amount of money out there. I need to hold on to as much as I can so I can be secure. Okay. I think it's pretty common. Um but it led to trouble as I was trying to talk to people about investing in coaching, right? Because I believed that it's smartest to hold on to your money and not spend it and figure stuff out on your own, right? And so when I tried to talk to people and say, hey, it's a good idea to invest in this, you know, it didn't compute, right? It wasn't really uh, genuine. Now, part of me knew, right? Part of me knew it was worth the investment, right? That's the best thing you could spend your money on because having a great relationship, managing your mind, being able to create the feelings that you want, like there's nothing better. Really what we're going for in our life is to feel a certain way. And what I can teach you to do is do that. Feel how you want to feel by looking at and changing your thoughts, right? And learning skills that are going to help you create great relationships with the people around you, which to me is the other half of that, right? You manage yourself. That's the internal battle. Then you manage connecting with others. That's the external battle or external skill or what I call getting strong, which is getting strong within yourself and then getting attractive, which is learning these connection and communication skills. Okay. I know that's worth the investment hundred percent. It's worth a hundred times what I charge, right? Anything it's worth any price to do that, to learn these things. But these thoughts were getting in my way, right? The thoughts of don't spend it. Money's hard to get. Once it's gone, it's gone. The amount of money in your bank account, that means security. Because So when people would come and they'd say, oh, I'd like to do it, but it just seems like a, a lot of money, I would say, yeah, I guess it is kind of a lot of money. And that was sort of the end of it. <laughs> so I went to a, a place for us called the Temple. It's a, a very special place for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, very special. You can feel the Spirit of God very strongly there. Um, I've gotten some of my most important personal revelations and guidance, like, you know, to marry my wife, I got my answer there to where to move to what school to go to. Like I go there when stuff's important. Right. So I go there and I had this question in my mind. What I wanted answered was what are God's thoughts about money? Right. God teaches us his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. So I wanted to really try to understand the mind of God around money better. So I went in with that question. So one question I had was, how do I get money, right? How do I get more money? <laughs> so 
I, I got kind of guided and directed to a scripture in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, if I trust God, I can trust that he's going to take care of me physically, right? Take care of those physical needs. Another scripture that is helpful for me, Malachi 3.10, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith. Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So there's another physical promise, right? That if I will donate 10% of my income, do a tithing to God, that he will open the windows of heaven and bless me, right? So how can I get money? I can seek first God, I can try to follow him, and I can pay tithing on what I do get, right? God's going to provide for my basic needs as I follow him and pay my tithing. Like I can trust that. And I believe that. I've seen that in my life many times, many, many times. So I believe that. So I felt peaceful. But what if I wanted more than just my basic needs, right? What if I wanted to make even more money, which I do? (laughs) So I I took that question to, to God in the temple, right? How do I make more money? So I got directed to another scripture. This is in the Book of Mormon, Jacob chapter 2, verses 18 through 19. It says, But before ye seek for riches, seek ye for the kingdom of God. And after ye have obtained a hope in Christ, ye shall obtain riches. Okay, so there is riches. That's more than just basic needs, right? Ye shall obtain riches if ye seek them. And ye will seek them for the intent to do good, to clothe the naked, to feed the hungry, to liberate the captive, to administer relief to the sick and the afflicted. Okay. So that's powerful, right? If I want riches, here's how I do it. Obtain a hope in Christ, which I feel like I have, and then seek them for the intent to do good, right? And then, so I got even another great revelation, right? So, okay, so I'm trying to serve God. So Mosiah, this again in the book more, Mosiah chapter two, verse 17 says, when you're in the service of your fellow beings, you're only in the service of your God. Okay. So this is when it was really a a light bulb moment for me of connecting the dots, right? So if I go out there and serve others, that is serving God, okay? And if I do that, that is what will provide for my basic needs and even grant me riches because I'm seeking them for the intent to do good. And guys, with the work that I'm doing as a marriage coach, it is my intent to do good, 100%. I want people to feel the joy that I feel. It says liberate the captive. I feel like this word really liberates people. It liberated me. I feel more free than I ever have. hundred percent. I'm not tied to the emotions of other people. I am going towards the best version of myself, working towards that each day. I am learning the skills and developing the skills to really enjoy the relationships around me. Okay. I feel rich because I have those things. And I want to have other people do the same. So as I go out with that intention to help you guys feel this, you know, to create this value in the world, to share what I'm learning, right? I'm serving others. That means I'm serving God. That means I can trust that God will provide for me. So as I create more value in the service of others, that is where real financial security comes from. It's not by hoarding money. It's by knowing that as I go out and create value and serve people out in the world, that he will bless me in return, right? That I'll be taken care of. I can trust that God will provide for me, right? 
So again, as I put value and service to other people into the world, I can trust and have faith in God and in other people that that value will return to me. And I don't know exactly how that's going to come back to me, but I can trust that it will. It absolutely will. And it's my job to follow my conscience as far as the best way to provide that value. I trust that God will guide me and help me. This is where I feel guided, right? Right here, right here on this podcast is sharing this value of how to feel great about who you are, how to get strong, how to get attractive, how to get the marriage of your dreams. That's what I feel I've been put on the earth to do. So I feel like God's going to help support me to do that. Make that my full-time work, right? So I could get another job, right? I have good training. I have a good education. I actually get people texting me almost every day. Hey, I've got this job for you. It pays well. Can you help, right? But I feel called to do this work right? I feel called to do this work. And and this sort of shift in, uh, in my, my hospital work, right? It's really, it's the push that I needed. You know, I think God works this way with me a lot where like he kind of has to make things uncomfortable for me, for me to finally like take that step. Right. So it's kind of uncomfortable right now. I know that income is going to drop. So if I want to replace that, yeah, I need to really create more value in the world. Right. And, uh, and make this shift. So financial security and peace, it's not a number in a bank account, right? It's providing service and value to others and trusting God. Okay. That's where financial security comes from. Providing value, trusting God that it's going to come back. Also, so coming back to my main fear, right? That if we, that I'm going to be a failure if we have to move. Okay. Truth is this, if we have to move, it'll be for the best. Like God's going to provide for us. I can trust that. I believe that God put us in this house. A lot of weird things happened to put us in this house. Like God had his hand all over it to put us here. So if we're supposed to be here, I really can trust and believe that God will keep us here for sure. And even if we have to move, like that's okay. We'll still be fine. Still have running water. We'll still have each other. We'll still have our relationships. You know, got to remember the amount of money that we have does not directly equal the amount of peace or happiness. Really doesn't. You know, I, I served my mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Guatemala. People there have really not very much physically, but most of them are pretty darn happy, right? And the truth is our our happiness, it's not determined so much by the things around us. Right? It's determined by how we feel, our integrity. But like I, what I believe and teach is our spiritual strength, meaning being a, a man or woman on a mission, um, being in integrity with our highest beliefs, um, knowing who we are, knowing our worth and potential, living in that, working towards our potential, you know, being in control of our thoughts or emotions, having that mental and emotional strength, and then having those relationships, knowing how to build those relationships. Okay. That's what, that's what brings peace. And I have all that, right? I have all those skills and I'm working on those skills. I have those relationships. So I'm rich no matter what happens. Also on a side note, right? So getting specific about the exact amounts that we wanted or needed, you know, to stay in the house or to kind of have the lifestyle we wanted was actually really helpful because it was a lot less than I thought it was. (laughs) So, you know, if you are in this situation where, oh my goodness, you know, my job's cut or I'm losing jobs and you, and you need to figure out a new way to generate income, um, really getting specific on that can be very helpful because you might think it's, oh, you know, I have to make you know, $10,000 a month, but maybe you really don't like, maybe you really have to make 6,000 and that's a much different number, 
right? So that's helpful too. So I was really excited about this revelation, right? That, okay, my, how can I feel financially secure? I can feel financially secure as I am going out, creating value in the world, serving other people through my business and trusting God that the value will come back to me, right? Trusting other people that they will see the value and pay for it, right? Trusting that, believing that that's going to happen. Okay. So that's where financial security comes from. Value out in the world, trusting God, it's going to come back, right? That's great. Not that you should be stupid about your money, right? You still want to learn and use good financial management skills. Like we've done a good job saving a certain amount each month. Um, you know, we do, we do our tithing each month. And uh, because of that, we have a, a good amount of savings. So that's great, right? That puts us in a good financial position. So it's not just, oh, like pine this guy, just serve and stuff's going to happen. It's, it's, it's serving and also being wise, like being wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. Meaning we understand how money works. We take advantage of that. But we also realize like the real financial security comes from God, right? All things are God's. As we serve him and serve others, it's going to come back to us, right? And again, if you don't believe in God, this one's pretty heavy on religion. <laughs> but, you know, if you don't, you know, think of the universe as you put value out into the universe, like it's going to come back. Uh, it Karma, right? What you do comes back to you. It just does. It's what happens. Okay, so I felt good about how to make money. But what about spending money, right? Because I still was like, well, okay, so that's how money can come in. But how, what about going out? So the personal revelation I got about this was that spending money is how I help create the world that I want. Okay, spending money, that's how I help create the world that I want. And that was really empowering to me. Because really, like, if it sits in a bank account, you know, it, it's not, I'm not saying it's, it's dumb to save money. It's smart to save money. But, you know, just having it sit there really isn't doing a whole lot. As I spend it, that helps me create the world that I want can help fuel the growth of good in the world, okay? So to me, that was really empowering and actually made me feel more responsible with my money. Okay, if I'm going to spend my money on this, is this really what I want more of in the world? If I buy this movie, is that really what I want more of in the world? If I buy this food, if I buy these clothes, is that what I want more of in the world? If I pay for this service, is that what I want more of in the world? You know, it's a good filter to run spending money through. So, Great day at the temple, great revelations about money. Um, very helpful. So just wanted to put in a plug for investing and coaching. Um, so to me, marriage or individual coaching, best investment you can make. Best investment I've made is learning these skills uh, for myself and figuring out how to do this stuff. A lot of times we think that our certain results or circumstances make us happy. As you can see, I still battle with this a little bit, but having these tools has helped me get through it, come out the other side, you know, get to a place where I feel confident and good. And I'm out here, you know, creating value and sharing with the world. So we think it's those circumstances that are going to make us happy, but really it's the the thoughts, the actions, and the intentions that bring us joy. You know, I'm kind of thinking to prove this to myself, like, so in college we had almost no money. Like we were living off of grant money. I had a part-time job paying like $10 an hour. Then we go to residency you know, I'm making like $4,000 a month, which out here in California is a pretty uh, low standard of living for the most part. Um, that, that's kind of arrogant to say because like the rest of the world lives much worse than us. But um, as far as 
you know, United States average income, whatever, it's, it's not super high. <laughs> so then we jump into residency and I'm making like, you know, five times what I was making in residency. I think, wow, you know, this is amazing. Um, and then we even, you know, start making a little bit more. And the, the funny thing is whatever, however much you make, you sort of adjust to it. And then anything less than that seems like a real hit. Anything more than it seems like a real bonus really doesn't matter how much money it is. Um, so uh, kind of funny, right? That's just kind of how we adjust and just reminding myself that the situation does not create the happiness or the results, right? The amount of money doesn't create it. It's my thoughts about it and, uh, my feelings about it, right. And what I do with it. So, you know, in my belief, right. What, brings real joy again is aligning you know those thoughts those actions and intentions with god's purpose and plan for us if you don't believe in god the universe's plan your potential okay that brings peace and joy and strength to our lives so as you develop that spiritually emotional and mental strength that's what feels great that's what's attractive to others okay and it makes for outstanding relationships so you know this is why i really believe in what i'm doing is an offering to people is look here's my offer to you I'm going to teach you how to reach your potential, how to really figure out where you want to go in your life and be working towards that, how to align yourself in integrity so you feel stronger than you ever have in your life. The other thing I'm going to teach you, how to manage your thoughts so that at any time you can manage and choose those thoughts so you're not being overrun by those thoughts, right? How to manage your emotions effectively. Okay. And then how to communicate and interact with others in a way that makes a great relationship. Okay. That's what I'm offering to people. What's that worth? That's worth everything, right? That's worth anything that you would invest in that to have those strengths, to feel great about who you are, to feel attractive, to feel strong, right? You can get there. I can help you get there. I'm happy to help you get there. Uh, Or maybe if you don't resonate with me, you know, find another life or relationship coach that can help you do this. So, the, and guys, the quality of your relationship with yourself and others closest to you is one of the biggest factors in health and happiness. So this is from um, Harvard Health Publishing. It says, strengthen relationships for a longer, healthier life. So it says, dozens of studies have shown that people who have satisfying relationships with family, friends, and their community are happier, have fewer health problems, and live longer. Conversely, a relative lack of social ties is associated with depression and later life cognitive decline, as well as with increased mortality. Okay, this is from Harvard Health Publishing. This is not just some, you know, uh, business.co health letter, right? (laughs) This is Harvard. So they're saying if you don't have a great, great relationships with others, depression, cognitive decline, increased mortality, pretty bad, right? So let's work on that. Let's create great relationships. I can teach you how to do that. One study, uh, which examined data for more than 309,000 people, found that lack of strong relationships increased the risk of premature death from all causes by 50%. Okay. So again, lack of strong relationships increased cause of risk of premature death by 50%. So an effect on mortality risk roughly comparable to smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day and greater than obesity and physical inactivity. Wild, right? So if you don't have good, strong relationships with the people close to you, you might as well be smoking 15 or more cigarettes a day uh, or 
not even moving, right? Like that's that same risk of premature death. So, and plus like that's not a, a life very fun. It's not a life very worth living. So learning these skills, whether from me or for somebody else, it's just so important. Getting strong spiritually, mentally, emotionally, uh, physically, sexually, building those relationships, feeling great about who you are. You're going to live longer. You're going to feel better. Less risk of cognitive decline, less less risk of depression, right? Great benefits. Well worth anything you might invest into learning these skills. So as a summary, as we provide value and serve others through our work, we can trust that value will come back to us, right? Whatever you're doing for work, as you put more value into the world, you can trust value is going to come back, right? And you can look out in the marketplace, right? And you can see what are people value and what are these different services going for and learn those skills that people are looking for, right? If you want to create more value. I'm excited about what I do because there is a need for it and people want it. They want to feel good. They want to feel strong. They want to have a great relationship. And I know I can help them get there. So it's just putting that value out. As we align our thoughts, actions, and intentions with what God wants us to be or the highest version of yourself, or what the universe has in store for you, you know, if you want to put that in instead. But as we align our thoughts, actions, and intentions with what God wants us to be, we can trust that God will provide for us. Okay, I feel a lot of peace in that, and I really believe that's true. Spending money is the way to create the world that we want okay, for ourselves and for others. We can invest in our own growth. That's what coaching is. We can invest in, you know, the... Um, fun gadgets and the and the food and all those other things that, that we like so we can create more of what we want in the world. So again, investing in coaching, if you're looking at ways to create the world that you want, it's a great way to create the spiritual, mental, emotional, and sexual strength. Feels great, attractive to others, and as we saw, also has a lot of health benefits as you improve the, the quality and strength of your relationships. So I told you I'd wrap this up with, you know, how... Remember my big fear in this whole, you know, my income going down from uh, from my psychiatry work, it was that I would lose the house, right, and let my wife down. So I told my wife this. Um, I said, hey, look, Elizabeth, this is my biggest fear. That I'm going to let you down, that we're going to lose the house. And what she said to me was, I don't care, <laughs> right? Like, I don't care if we lose the house. I'm going to be okay. Like, I'm going to be with you no matter what. I'm going to choose to be with you. And what she told me last night was, I believe in you. Like, I know you can do this. I know you can get through this. So uh, I'm just so grateful for her and so grateful for our, our marriage. Um, that, just, uh, that was really meaningful to me. And um, I'm just very grateful for her. So um, let's wrap it up there. Uh, so stay strong, guys. And we will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.